1: Everybody, welcome to RotoWire's Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, brought to us by the good friends from WinBet, uh, the exclusive gaming sponsor for RotoWire Fantasy Podcast this fall. Uh, my guest today is Michael Florio. You can catch him on the NFL Network, specifically the Fantasy Live show Thursdays and Fridays, podcasts on Mondays and Wednesdays. He's on Rotoballer. he's on SiriusXM with Scott Angle on Saturdays. He also does a gig called Thirty Two uh, Bit as well. So, you're a busy man, Michael. Really appreciate you spending <laughs> some time with me.
2: Try, trying to keep busy and appreciate uh coming on you you hit me up and you were like hey we're we're the top two seeds in the flex so I I yeah. had to come on and, and brag a little bit
1: yes that's right we're on the uh, the flex super uh, the super flex league uh, online super flex league uh the, you know series of leagues that uh, expert leagues that Jake Seely put together awesome stuff from Jake really appreciate that and this is a fun league because I love super flex leagues uh, we don't get to do I don't play enough of them. In our community, as much as it, I, I play in some home leagues with Superflex, but most of the expert leagues don't have Superflex. And I think it's going to be, th- I, I think that's ongoing. And it's going to keep growing.
2: Yeah, it, it is personally my favorite format. I uh, I always, whenever Jake sends out that email every like April or May, whenever it goes out, I'm like, uh, Superflex, I, I want in that one. My home league, which uh, I'll brag, I'm, I'm the number one seed with by far the most points in that league. Uh, I, I'm, it's Superflex, so uh, Superflex is my preferred format. Uh, I also feel like it's my best format.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I like it because I it properly values quarterbacks, and I think fantasy football is a great hobby, a great sport. But it screwed one thing up, and that's st- uh, structurally with the quarterback. I get it one one quarterbacks on the field at all times, but it's also the most important position in football, and it doesn't get treated that way in fantasy football. Unless there's like a huge separation from the top to the next level, but Superflex handles that.
2: Yeah, and I know, uh, like uh, my my co-host at NFL always says, like Superflex creates scarcity. It doesn't make uh, quarterbacks as valuable as, and I get it, but I'm like, it's the best way I think, in my opinion, at least, to improve valuing the quarterback position because you go from elite, like a 12 person league, most people in in one quarterback format wait. And you yep. won't see the top quarterbacks go to, like, the fourth round maybe, maybe even later. In Superflex, you're going to get four, or five, maybe even more quarterbacks going in the first round. So, uh, I, to me, it just adds so much strategy because I feel like in a one-quarterback league, everyone kind of has a similar strategy. In Superflex, it's all over the map.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I'm pulling up the draft results now to see, uh, like, how that worked out for us. Now, you and I drafted next to each other. Ooh, and- I, I drafted fifth. You drafted sixth. I actually passed on a quarterback in the first round, <clears throat> Zeke Elliott. Uh, but, and you got Kyler Murray. I think you won that round. But, uh, you know, it, it's funny because I think you can, you know, not necessarily go with a quarterback in the first round. I ended up getting Justin Herbert in the second round. That, that's worked out pretty that well. You got out. Jonathan Taylor in the second round. That really worked out well. That was in that little window where you, people were freaking out about the Colts injuries and you were able to get Taylor at a little bit of a discount.
2: I, I Taylor has been my guy since last year's NFL draft, like since this time two years ago. And uh, last year, I, I mean, coming into this year, I mean, like when there was that buying window, I was all about it. And basically my top running back targets in the first, second round this year were Johnson Taylor and Austin Eckler. So I was just hoping to get one of those two there. Man, you
1: have Taylor, you have Cooper Cup uh yeah you, you had some very nice picks you also have alan robinson on i have him a lot of places there too i cut him <laughs> yeah. i'm just looking at the the draft results that's all i'm going by there but there are a lot of landmines early on i mean i'm looking at I, fifth round i took trevor lawrence Ugh. every day there's high a new on Urban myers story and i remember you were upset when i took him yeah you mentioned that, in that, that chat.
2: I, I wanted him to be my qb2 i thought he was going to be a qb1 this year because he can Same. run i i thought he could throw but Man, you, Urban Meyer, what are we doing here? He's, he's got to go.
1: The latest on Urban Meyer, I don't know if you guys saw or you saw this, this kind of broke right before. Is there's a story going around how he kicked their kicker, uh, Josh Lambeau. Uh, like, hey, you better make your kicks or something like that, and then kicks him. And, he, and not like a little love tap either. Uh, and not like, not a full on kick. He said he rated it a five out of 10, but what the heck? What's going a- and
2: on that, there? When Lambo said something, he was like, I- "I'm the head coach. I could kick who I want." It's like, no, I don't care who you are. You can't, at your place of employment, just walk up to people and kick them, like right. football coach or not. That that right there, like, there's like ten different things that we could be like, "Oh, this would be re- this is a bad look." They're all Urban Meyer doing them, like, I, yeah, I, I
1: don't know. I, I, frankly, I it's probably it's late in the week to do anything. It's Wednesday already, but. I'm surprised. I'll be surprised if he finishes the season at this point. I mean, it's just more, more revelations come out.
2: The only, I think the only thing he has going for him is the Jags. Uh, their owner likes to be patient. That's, that's really it. Cause I think if it was somewhere else, he's, he might not have survived the restaurant thing, which feels like forever ago.
1: I know not flying home <laughs> with the team. That alone is just kind of crazy. And it's like, yeah. who does that these days? I mean, maybe I, there's something about the NFL. I, I need to learn. That this is normal practice and coaches fly to make their own travel plans all the time. But I, it didn't seem that way. Team? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then lie about why you're staying. Right. Mr. Meyer. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. It's talk about your midlife crisis here. I mean, wow. It's, it's wacky. Uh, so let's, let's talk. There's no shortage of news this week. Uh, so we'll, this is going to be a news heavy uh, podcast. I think starting off Deandre Hopkins, out for the rest of the regular season the Cardinals hope to have him for the uh playoffs you know but yeah it's not looking great there you know when they said this morning he was going to get a second opinion on his knee that was your sign that this was bad news
2: yeah yeah it he did I mean anyone who watched that game Monday night could tell you down the stretch he didn't look his his normal self not even the drop like that was just like a drop but yeah. The end of the game, like the last couple of plays, he's on the sideline and like struggling to get back in. And and it was a clear situation where they had very little time left and needed a touchdown and it's needed to go the entire field. It's like you would expect your best wide receiver to be out there. But this is a team that has shown us that they are not going to sell out the future for the immediate right now, like for the now. Like there was weeks where we kept being like, get Kyler Murray back out there. And they were like, no, we're going to take our time. And, uh, we're going to think about it long-term. So they're clearly keeping an eye on, on the postseason this year. And in the meantime, I think it means good things for all three of their receivers. there: Christian Kirk, AJ green and Rondell Moore, but I ranked them in that order.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, I, I do too. Um, and it, I, we all thought Rondell. we keep trying to make Rondell Moore happen a little bit more and it's there. The Cardinals aren't trying to make that happen. Uh, it's tough. Now, he was banged up a little bit, but they're just not even throwing the ball downfield. They had that one pass that Murray missed on a little bit there, went out of bounds. Would have been a pretty decent play. I don't know if that was Moore's body control or if it was just a little bit off on the pass, but they weren't taking too many shots with him downfield.
2: No, and he has shown us, though, that he can do that. Like, he had one of the nicest toe-tap catches on the sideline, like a downfield catch a few weeks ago that I've seen all year. The issue is Christian Kirk is also a really good downfield weapon. A.J. Green has still shown us that he can do that a little bit. But I just think with, with D-Hop out, all three of them are going to have to step up and get more usage. So it, it had kind of been a inconsistent thing because all four of those guys were getting like somewhere in the range of like five to seven targets each week. But uh, now I think with, with D-Hop gone and he was the one with the largest target share, even though it wasn't what we wanted it to be. It it can only mean good things for the other three, right?
1: Right, and Zach Hurts, too. And it makes yeah. that acquisition all that much more important, uh, especially yeah. in a week where James Conner's banged up, and we don't know if Chase Edmonds is coming back. Uh, it's, it's a whole lot of moving parts here in Arizona.
2: And if even if Chase Edmonds comes back, right, Like, how, do you, how can you take James Conner off the field right now? I understand he's banged up, so maybe that's a reason to split mm-hmm. them a bit. But Connor even, I mean, he looks like Odell out there with these one-handed catches. How how can you take this guy off the field?
1: I agree. I agree. And not only because I have him in our league. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, you know, thank goodness we get the bye week this week. I'll say that much because, Did, you know, I, I get through that a little bit there.
2: This This week, this season at least, it feels like right now the bye week is more important than ever
1: yeah uh i 100 percent agree and you know i feel like the NFL is super important and i think in fantasy it's super important uh and yeah i'm i'm gonna just i'm really happy to have that there this week uh it, it's it's a mess it's so funny like my best players are all like the the later guys i got connor gronk uh i, I got uh fournette remember the leonard fournette saga in our draft so i sold this sh- story on xM uh, today but we're in my fantasy league.com and I play many, many leagues there. So I know the draft software pretty well, but not everybody does. And there was a couple of people in our room that couldn't make their picks right. And so they'd get defaulted Fournette, who was at the top of the queue. We'd stop the draft, we'd throw him back in. That happened two or three times. Finally, I was like, fine, I'll take him. I'll be the guy that takes Fournette. And I think I got him like the eighth round or something like that. Man, that's been like huge this year. You know, it, yeah, 10th round. I'm sorry. I I understated the case here a little bit. And that's I usually overstate it. But that I, and Connor, that's been huge.
2: I, I think you named like the reason why me and you are the top teams are because, like, in my opinion, the fantasy MVPs this year are all on our teams. Like, I think Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup are MVP right. candidates. I have them. I think James Connor, Leonard Fournette, and Gronk are all MVP candidates. And you have them. So it's no surprise, I, I would say, looking just at those players alone, paired with the fact that we have some earlier picks that, that did well. Like, I think that is why. And I don't want to be too humble or, or I guess too cocky, I'll say. But we're the one and two seed by a wide margin. Like, it's like 20 because it's it's all play. So, like, yeah. our records are like 100 and something. Like, we're like 20 games up on the three seed.
1: Yeah. I just feel like, and you, have like a, a, you have a pretty big lead. You have like a six game lead over me. I know. I know. Uh, you know, and I'm, but that makes me nervous. I feel like I'm the <laughs> week that they rested their players two weeks, not just one, uh, and then lost to the jets. Uh, you know, I just, I, I wanted to try to avoid that fate.
2: Yeah. You, you, the buy. I'm so happy though that like, but this is the thing I'm telling people with the buy. Like, it doesn't mean that you have a bye week from managing your fantasy team look yeah. at stuff 2 weeks from like for next week and get ready for it now while everyone is focused on this week but thank god we don't have to deal with these covid in and out of lineups and 60 something players in the last 2 days like let let the other people who made the playoffs stress with that this week
1: so it this, this you know we we'd seen some stuff affect games you know we saw the lions last week we saw some other big players miss games cuz of covid but boy it just an avalanche of players just hit the, hit the list this weekend. I'm worried. I'm worried that, you know, Saturday's game with the Browns, for instance, got might get pushed back. Now I know they made like Denver play without a quarterback last year. So, but they, they also had other since situations where they pushed games back like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Tennessee, and Buffalo, basically Tennessee and anybody a couple of times there, they had these games get pushed back. Is that a possibility you think this year?
2: it doesn't seem that way. Like from, from the start, the NFL has said, like, we are not going to postpone or, or make forfeits or anything like that. Well, they said before they would even postpone, they would make a team forfeit and reports today from like Tom Pellicero where like, there's still no plans on moving this game. I mean, and from a business standpoint, it is a national TV right. Saturday game. And then the Browns play on Saturday, the week before the week after, I mean, which also complicates things a little bit. So I, I, as of, I mean, this is me just speculating. I don't have any inside information or anything like that, but I, I would be surprised if it got postponed. And that being said, though, I mean, Baker Mayfield, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, like they're, they're all on the COVID list. You might be without all of them this week in fantasy. Like, I think when it comes to the Browns, it's kind of Nick Chubb or, or Bust right now.
1: Yeah, no Kevin Stefanski coaching them. No off, yeah, their offense, a couple of their offensive linemen. Uh, I know they're starting right tackles already out with injury. Uh, it's a mess, they're just a mess right now, and it- that's a lot of chaos. And you're right, they play again next Saturday, and that- they they have the weirdest schedule. First, they had the back to back Ravens game sandwiching the bye week, and now they have back to back Saturday games. So it's kind of like Dallas having the back to back Thursday games. So there's some little idiosync- idiosyncrasies this year. Uh, and that's one of them with the Browns. So we'll see. Uh, but I mean, it, it, this is, it's, is pretty deep, uh, cuts here for the Browns. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, before we talk about some of the other news and some of the tough ranks for this week, quick note from one of our sponsors, our good friends at Winbet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, Winbet, the premier digital casino and sports book app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado. It's actually seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Michael Florio. You can catch Michael on the NFL Network. The Fancy Live show is on Thursdays and Fridays. He's on the podcast Mondays and Wednesdays. He's on Rotoballer and SiriusXM on Saturdays and, of course, on 32-bit. Uh, so, and, and Michael's dog is here with us today, too. So, uh,
2: Yeah, she wants to be a part of the show.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I, we got a new dog about five months ago, and he he was barking through like the first thirty minutes of the XM show today. So uh, that was pretty funny. Um, Ooh, yeah,
2: you get it. It could be uh, it could be a little frustrating, but uh, they they just love to be a part of the of the show.
1: Exactly. So quarterback's a big problem this week. Lamar Jackson's hurt. Josh Allen had a limited practice at least today, but Lamar didn't practice at all. I'm, I rank Lamar as if he's not going to play this week. I, I fully expect to see Tyler Huntley.
2: I have Lamar outside of my top 12 as of now. Because even if he plays, if he can't run, that's a huge... I mean, I don't have to tell you. Like, that is a right. huge... Anyone who plays fantasy football knows or wa- has eyes and watches football knows that running is a huge, huge part of Lamar's game. The one good thing I'll say, though, about quarterback this week is, at least in my opinion, I think there's a lot of good streaming options.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think who, who would you recommend as a streamer to replace Lamar or to replace uh in, in the event that Josh Allen can't go, who would you go with? I,
2: I like, um I like Tua Tonga-Vailoa a good amount. If he's still out there in your league, oh, yeah. I know in, in a little bit of deeper leagues, he's not, but if you're in like a 10 team league, he might still be out there. Uh Justin Fields is someone that I, I has a great matchup and has been playing better football as of late. Jimmy G gets, gets the Falcons and he's been, Good for about two touchdowns each week, and the Falcons give up the second-most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I think those are three names that you can get off the waiver wire that, like, I, this might sound crazy. Like, I have all three of them ahead of Joe Burrow this week because I really don't like the matchup against Denver for him. Uh, Lamar as an insurance policy there, Josh Allen. And we, we were talking about Superflexes earlier. In a Superflex league where I have Josh Allen, luckily I have the bye. But just in case, I, I picked up Mitch Trubisky.
1: Very smart. Uh, I think that's the way to play that there. Um, uh, yeah, And, you know, because he's kind of like uh, Gardner Minshew in that, you know, if he has to step in, he's stepping into a good offense and he's had some experience. It's, you know, I, I, you know, it, it's not a disaster waiting to happen like it was in Detroit when Goff had to miss a game. Um, you know that, that you can actually use that option there, so I like that there. I agree with you on two thirds of that. I, like, I have Burrow one spot ahead of Fields. I don't like Burrow's uh, matchup either. I have them fifteen and sixteen respectively. So I'm not lo- okay. I'm not loving Burrow this week, but I have two uh, over him. Jimmy G over him too.
2: It, it's tough for Burrow because Denver Denver's defense has been really good. We know Denver's going to control the clock, and uh, that game I believe is in Denver. So you always have to worry about the weather as well
1: yeah for sure uh and as we're seeing over the upper midwest the weather is an issue right today so it might be later on too um yeah i i think that's something to watch out for for sure uh and you know fangio he is like the originator or not or at least the, the leading proprietor of the two deep defense two safeties deep uh and you know he he did it to kind of combat patrick McCom- patrick mahomes and you know other teams have kind of Ape that and you see it now in like 10 different defenses at least and but he's he's the OG when it comes to that
2: it's very smart if you add. like I hate it because for fantasy yeah. football we just want fun and points and you know right. watching defenses stop Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes it, it hasn't been as fun but I think for a football standpoint it's it's genius like yeah you'd rather these high-powered offenses need Eight plays to get downfield and hopefully punch one in in the red zone rather than Tyreek Hill beating you because you're not going to keep up with Tyreek Hill and you're not going to stop the arm of Patrick Mahomes. So it only makes sense. And even while Mahomes has like adjusted and the Chiefs are winning outside of the Raiders games, he hasn't been putting up good numbers.
1: No, it's the defense that's adjusted. It's getting Chris yeah. Jones in the middle. Chris Jones probably not going to play by the way this week. He's on the COVID guys. That's a big loss. Uh, Although. Chargers are missing Rashawn Slater, uh, the first-round pick out of Northwestern, go Cats. Uh, but, you know, he, he's he's their best offensive lineman, so that's actually a pretty big deal, too.
2: Yeah, and I'm actually going to be going to this game tomorrow because uh, it's out here in L.A., so it's uh, my first chance to go to SoFi. I'm looking forward to it. And I, was, I saw this game literally in, like, week one, actually before the season even started, and I was like, first week of the playoffs, Chargers-Chiefs, yeah, I got to be at this game. So, uh, yeah.
1: And it's a standalone I, game, so you can go without really feeling yep. like you're missing a whole lot work-wise and all that. Yep. Where where in LA are you? Because I'm in uh, I'm near Pasadena.
2: Oh, okay. I'm in Culver City.
1: Okay, yeah. You, we, our office used to be there.
2: Oh, the uh, so so NFLs used to be here. Now we are literally right next to SoFi, so that's why I'm going because I'm like I'll finish up work and just cross the street. But uh, nice. yeah, th- I only live here because the NFL's office used to be here. So when I was moving out here, I was like, might as well be close to work.
1: Yeah, I like Culver City. Uh, it's it's rapidly changing, but uh, at least what it was, I was when I was there.
2: When I, I was in your there. neck of the woods uh, like two weeks ago, actually.
1: Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah, I used to live in Manhattan Beach, and there was an easy commute to Culver Ooh. City. And just, yeah. Now, now I kind of miss the, I miss that area for sure. I like that area a lot. Uh, anyhow, enough about reminiscing about where I used to live. Nobody <laughs> really wants to hear that that much. But uh, anyhow. Uh, so there's that was a couple of the big things going on quarterback wise, a couple other tricky ones here. I always like to talk ranks on Wednesdays, but uh Dak Prescott, what are you doing with Dak? No Tyron Smith, shaky performances lately, isn't really running at all. Where do you have him this week?
2: I have him, I believe, at QB eleven, um, which is borderline QB one. And I, I said it this week. I was like, Call me crazy. I have Taysom Hill. Like, if I have Taysom Hill and Dak, I'm starting Taysom Hill this week.
1: I, and I, I agree.
2: I, I think it becomes a conversation if you have, like, Taysom uh, not Taysom Hill, Dak and, like, Tua, right? Like, we, we both like Tua because of the matchup. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I think that is a legit conversation you could have there as well. Uh, I'm pulling up my – yeah, I have Dak as, as QB10 right now just ahead of Tua and Kirk Cousins. And I'm toying with the idea, though, of moving Dak behind those two.
1: So funny. We are, our ranks are almost identical. I have Taysom Hill, nine deck, 10 to Jimmy G 12 cousins, 13. They, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild how close that is, but uh yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous with him. Uh, you know, I, I have Jalen hurts over, uh, over him as well. I'm assuming hurts is going to play. I know he was limited today, but uh, I think that was just a slow progression coming back. We'll see uh, for sure. But, um, yeah, I, I want the mobile quarterback. I want the guy that can give us rushing yards. And Dak is not it anymore. Uh, he, and he, he he was never super fast, but he was mobile. There's a difference. Uh, he's just he's not doing that this year. If if
2: it didn't happen last week, I'm not sure it it will because they no Pollard Zeke banged up. It was a great matchup on paper for for the passing game. Dak didn't run. Dak didn't throw a whole bunch. Uh, at least not put up a bunch of good passing numbers. So I I yeah it. It's hard to say, but uh, the Cowboys, the strength of their team right now is looking like it's the defense.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Austin, let's move on to running backs. Austin Eckler, you're going to this game. Uh, I am super jealous of that, by the way. I (laughs) I haven't been to SoFi yet.
2: Come on down.
1: Yeah. uh, I imagine tickets aren't that easy to get for this game, right? It's a huge game.
2: You would think, but, I mean, you you know, it, it is very cold in L.A. right now, so prices have been dropping all week.
1: Wow, that's, that's true. It is cold. I was at my daughter's soccer game yesterday at night, and whew, it was like 40, uh, and there was frost this morning, too, so it's pretty wild.
2: Which to people who don't live here sounds nice, but when you live here, that is freezing.
1: Yeah, I'm like three layers <laughs> in and all that. It's, it's, I, I moved here from Chicago in 99, and uh, used to, you know, I was like, it, it was like 50 and rainy when I moved out here, and the news called it Winter Storm Watch 99. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be okay i this is going to be fine out here. If this is a winter storm watch and it's right. I,
2: <laughs> I bet your friends, if you have friends back in Chicago still, they probably think you are soft.
1: Oh, I am. Uh, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. My blood's thinned out. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely gotten softer since moving out here. Uh, Eckler, if he goes, and I know it's not a sure thing. They say they want to evaluate him on uh, in pregame warm-ups. But if he goes, uh, where do you have him?
2: Right now, he's my RB three behind uh, only Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook, and okay. uh, I, I Austin Eckler is one of those players that banged up or not, hard matchup on paper or not. If he is playing for the Chargers, he's playing for my fantasy team, and this guy is top two in the league in running back targets, and and I believe I know as of entering last week, he was in the top three in red zone looks, and he gets the ball near the goal line now, which is something people said he couldn't do, All and right. for for me. I, I, okay, Austin Eckler. Like I have his bobblehead behind me. I'm a for two years now. I've been like a huge Austin Eckler stand, and uh, I, I think that it's being they were being precautious, like they were being cautionary with him because they knew last week when he hurt his ankle, they were up like multiple scores already. They knew they had the big game against the Chiefs on Thursday night. So I think everything they've done since he tweaked his ankle in that game has been with their eyes on having him fully ready to go for this game because I think they know – I mean, how can they not know? Like, this game, if they lose this game, the division's out of their hands and the playoffs become, like, a little bit tougher for them. So they know that there's a lot riding on this game for them.
1: Yeah, and if they win, they're in great shape because they have two wins over the Chiefs. So, I mean, it's like a lot of reward. This is my uh, confession moment here. I have zero Austin Eckler this year. I I, I faded him. And 18 leagues, Michael. 18. Not a single share of Austin Eckler this year. I chose poorly.
2: Do, do you know what's unfair? Um, I love Austin Eckler. Like in best ball drafts, he was my most drafted player. And okay. it was something like 45%. And I know they tell you don't go over 30. I didn't care when it came to Austin Eckler. I was like, I get him late first, early second. But in my home leagues and leagues I play with my friends and stuff, I have zero of him because everyone oh. knew I loved Austin Eckler, and they were like Adam Rank in all of our leagues at NFL was legitimately just taking him and being like, "I took him so you couldn't have him." And I was like, "That's, I that's so unfair." I like that.
1: yeah. <laughs> you got to position yourself ahead of him at some point there. Or get... uh,
2: every draft he was ahead of me.
1: Now, do you play any salary cap leagues uh, so you can get a chance to bid on him and get him? Just it's under your and- control then.
2: So in the the couple that I play in are keepers and he was kept. And uh, I was just like, This this sucks because I, I play in one that is not a keeper, um, but I spend all my money on Jonathan Taylor, who was my other pivot of those two. So I, I'm happy you,
1: you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, the first round has been pretty much a minefield. I mean, Eckler's worked out, Taylor's worked out, Zeke hasn't killed you, he hasn't been good, but he hasn't killed you. But, I mean, there's CMC, there's Barkley, uh, there's Dalvin Cook has missed a bunch of games. You are fine with him last week. But, uh, you know, Kamara missed a bunch of games. Henry was great early. He's out. You know, there's a lot of problems in the first round. Kelsey. Kelsey is another one where, yeah, if we're drafting today, how how early do you take Kelsey if you're drafting today?
2: So me and and Marcus Grant were actually talking on the podcast this past week. I I still – I'm not sure if he's not the first tight end off the board next year, but I don't think we see a single tight end go to like late second, early third round next year. I think there's going to be a little overcorrection from this year, from everyone being like this is the year you take Kelsey in the first round or Waller in the early second, and those two have disappointed. George Kittle, I know, has been awesome the last two weeks, but before that, George Kittle was a big disappointment. So I'm thinking it's back to the days where tight ends – Late second, early third, and I think Kelsey will be in the discussion still to be the first one off the board.
1: So will you be there if they fall, like say to the third, or you know, if Waller falls to the fourth, that you know, are you gonna still take one of the early tight ends or are you just gonna play weight on the tight end? What's your reaction to all this?
2: Right now, I'm thinking I'm gonna be in on if it's like oh, if I could get a Waller or a Kittle or Kyle Pitts, who I think is still going to be a top four tight end off the board next year. If I could get one of those guys in like the third or fourth round, I'll be all over it. I I don't see myself taking one in the first two rounds though.
1: Uh, is your approach going to change in a managed league versus a best ball league in terms of the position?
2: Yeah, I think in best ball you're better suited with the uh, with the early round tight end because I think in in leagues where you play it out, you can stream the position a little bit. You can. There and there has been players who have hit off of either the waiver wire or late round picks like Dawson Knox and Pat Friermuth And right. these guys have been really good. And, and you didn't, in a lot of cases they weren't drafted or they were drafted super late in best ball. You don't have that opportunity. And I looked at back at my best ball teams now, and I have so many where it's like, all right, Adam Troutman got hurt. And, Gerald Everett hasn't lived up to expectations, so like I'm taking the zero or low scores each week at my tight end position. So the best ball teams I have that are doing better are the ones that have either one of those early-round tight ends or just one of those breakout tight ends. But you, we all love to say we can identify the breakouts, Jeff. Especially when it comes to tight ends, it is a lot harder than it seems.
1: Right. Well, I I, I just go with the older player breakouts like Gronk. It seems like that works pretty well. Gronk (laughs) was under, so underpriced this year, Michael. I mean, you look at, you know, he was like tight end 12, 13. He was going in double digit rounds constantly. And, you know, obviously we knew health was an issue, but performance was not.
2: And, and you, you mentioned how you were fading Austin Eckler. And that was a big, a big miss by me was I was out on this bucks offense in general, and they are the best offense in football. I I just thought, Tom Brady at this age, one year is gonna fall off the cliff. And it it's never gonna happen. He's gonna play until he gets bored playing football. Um, I thought there's multiple running backs, even though I Leonard Fournette, I thought was the preferred one. I was like, there's they brought in Gio to be the pass catcher. Like, right. then there's three receivers and a tight end. Like, I just thought it was gonna be, I thought it would be a good offense, but I thought it would be a headache week to week like is this a mike evans week or godwin week or an ab week and early in the year it was but really ab and gronk missed time and then gronk came back and like none of these guys have missed a beat now and they just every week you start all of them
1: yeah i'm just saying like ab can you can just stay out i mean to go get real another playoffs. fake id or something i don't know go get a fake driver's license next and we can get another reason to suspend them i don't know um <laughs> stay away uh as i i've got a lot of gronk i've got some godwin uh, I only have one Mike Evans share. Uh, I don't. That that's a bit of a failing on my part, but it's it's running smoothly right now. I don't have that. You, you're right. It was three to make two early on, and you, you know if AB was getting it, that meant Godwin wasn't or Evans wasn't. Now everybody gets their share.
2: And I mean, as a Bills fan who had had to watch Tom Brady dominate the AFC for two decades, like. I, I one, I hate how cool he's become in Tampa Bay, and two, I'm just waiting for the days when like anyone else has a chance to win a Super Bowl other than Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, as a Bills fan, you had to really enjoy that last week. Uh, uh, Bills, you know, he, him getting the better of the Bills yet again.
2: Uh, the thirty third time in my life he's beaten the team, and it might have been
1: the one that hurt the most. Brutal. That's brutal. I mean, if you're a fan, uh, uh, almost most fan bases have that team. Like, I'm a Bengals fan. Every every team is that way, but the Niners are it. I mean, two Super Bowls, two brutal, like, close Super Bowls, you know, gut punch losses, some regular season games where they lost in weird ways, including last week, the muffed punt game, yeah. of all things. But uh, it's Those, crazy. At,
2: and they were happening at the exact same
1: time. Yes, they were. They were <laughs> Great flex there, NFL. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, before we, uh, instead of going down memory lane about our, our franchise's losses, let's get you another read real quick. Our friends from Yahoo, the NFL season is heating up and Yahoo's going big on daily fantasy football this season. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark free to celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo daily fantasy becoming shark free. Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 in tons of overlay and prizes. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. All right, I'm here with Michael Floria from the NFL Network, uh, from Rotoballer, Baller, uh, from 32 Bit. You know, a lot of good, a lot of ventures. Uh, let's talk a little wide receivers uh, because it's tricky there too. It's always tricky. We, you know, you do rankings, I do rankings. You know how it is. Every week there's like a set of a certain set of problems that we have to figure out. Uh, and this week it's, there's injuries, a big part of it, and there's a couple tough matchups too.
2: Yeah, and receiver doing the rankings every week, it's like, man, we always say this is the deepest position. And we talk about how inconsistent running back can be year to year and stuff. And like, I feel like receiver is even harder this year than running back.
1: Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, well, I mean, look, let's look at the, you know, we're talking about draft disasters. Hopkins was not cashing in even beforehand. DK Metcalf every week frustrates the hell. I mean, I know it's not him. I know he's, it's not his fault. Russell saves his good throws for Tyler Lockett. He, I mean, he, he has – or like last week, Metcalf scores. He gets called back due to holding. Metcalf gets open. The other team interferes with him, just like almost tackles him just to prevent the touchdown. He gets open on a slant pattern. Russell throws it behind him. It's It's been that like constantly. But those were three plays in a row against Houston. I'm like, what's going on here?
2: I – I'm still like, and I'm getting a good, I'm sure you are as well. A lot of questions about DK this week. And I know it was like a topic on fantasy Twitter yesterday. Like, should we um, bench DK Metcalf? And I saw someone, one analyst uh, say they would bench him for Amon Ross St. Brown. And I'm like, no, no, I, I I am not benching DK Metcalf because DK Metcalf, it's not like he's getting three targets, four targets a game. He's still getting consistently like eight targets each week. Mm -hmm. The air yards have been up again. the, the Like you said, last week, everything that could go wrong for him did go wrong for him. Uh yeah. I will not sit DK Metcalf. And I know people are like, oh, well, what about Jalen Ramsey and the Rams? It's like, cool. Did you not see DK go off in the playoffs against him? Did you not see DK's best fantasy game of the year come against them? Like, right? I, I'm not afraid of the matchup. I, I, DK is DK, man. He's matchup proof. And it feels like to me. This is going to be the thing where everyone this week is like, get off of DK Metcalf and he is going to explode. And I can live. If I start DK Metcalf, he gets his eight targets and gives me eight fantasy points. All right, it sucks, but I could live with that. I would hate myself if I sat him and he watched him get 25 points on my bench, and that's the reason I lost.
1: Yeah, because he is capable of doing that any moment. I've got him at 19. I've got him behind like Debo. I've got him behind Higgins, got him behind Pittman, Amari Cooper. I won't have to make that decision. Cause it's not like I have three guys ahead of him in any league where I've got him. but I, I, I'm frustrated. You know, I've got Hunter Renfro ahead of him. Hunter Renfro has been amazing. And I had him ahead of him last week too, and it worked out, but that, that's like the one guy that, you know, who, who's graduated into that class that, Oh, I definitely would never have started him ahead of DK now that I, that I probably would now uh, because he's just, his volume is so high.
2: I, I have DK at wide receiver 17. I'm afraid to say how high I have Hunter Renfro. I have him at uh at wide receiver seven. But uh this is like the third straight week I've ranked him as like a wide receiver one because the volume sure. is just insane for him each week. Um you mentioned Michael Pittman Jr. I actually I have Pittman behind DK in a, a good okay. bit. Like I'm I'm scared of this matchup against the Patriots.
1: That's fair. And I, I may re- revisit that one because I, I actually, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. He's, he, that's that's right. I think I probably will put him behind DK. I've got DK at 19, so it's not like I'm we're, we're that far off, but that's just no. one I'm different on. Um, but you might be right, especially, you know, Hilton's there. You know, the, I, the one thing is I think they're going to try to force Carson Wentz to beat them. Instead of having Taylor beat them, I think they might stack the line a little bit more. You know how Belichick's always like take away the best player from another team. Rarely is it a running back, but in this case, it's clearly Taylor. I, I'm
2: banking on the on Jonathan Taylor just being better, you know, and like on on him the the O line for the Colts. So I, I like he's still my RB one on the week. Um, I saw that I think tweet from you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think they're going to sell out to try to stop him. I just think he's like. Against the Bucks, right? He had a bad game when he had 97 yards and a touchdown. But to me, it wasn't like the Bucks stopped him. It was that Frank Reich, for the second and third quarter, didn't give Jonathan Taylor the ball. Literally, once they gave him the ball in the fourth quarter, he marched them right down the field. The Bucs are a better run defense than the Patriots. So I, I know it's Bill Belichick. Sometimes I think we give Bill Belichick a little too much credit. Um, and I, I think he'll be – I think he'll try to stop Jonathan Taylor – I'm not sure if he'll be successful, but Michael Pittman Jr., I think he'll be able to stop him, especially with the secondary they have there.
1: Sometimes we give Belichick too much credit. It sounds like a true Bills fan to me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I, 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 but I get your point though too. And I just think Jackson's also a really good corner. And I think uh, Jackson will probably be locked on Pittman. Most of the time is my guess. Uh, but we'll see, see about that. Uh, Mike Williams is dealing with a heel issue. Uh, he's going to play, but he was limited earlier in the week. And you know, last week Keenan Allen doesn't play. I'm like, okay, it's a good week for Mike Williams. I now I knew I didn't try to get oversimplified, but I, I also had picked up a lot of Jalen Guyton, not enough of Palmer, but uh, Williams didn't go off. Uh, he he had one play, one big play, and then which could have been a little bit bigger, but the t- uh, dancing on the, t- the toe tapping on the sideline there kind of cut that short a little bit. But he, he's come up and play. You know, there's been some good smash spots that he hasn't smashed.
2: Yeah, he's he's been so up and down, and admittedly, I was a huge Mike Williams fan, uh, like for fantasy supporter coming into the season. He was one of my most drafted players. And early in the year, I was like feeling like a genius as I'm sure you would. You were as well. It's been a little bit rough since then. I'm still like, I'm curious where you have him ranked. I have him at 21 this week and I'm, I'm still starting him where I have him because he did have a really good game. His best game of the year. Well, second best game of the year, actually 33 fantasy points came against the chiefs in week three. That's a good point. And, I think this is. I know the Chiefs have been playing good ball, but you look at the teams they've played. The Chargers' offense is going to be their hardest test in a while. I still think this could be a higher scoring game, so I'm still playing Mike Williams where I have him.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't blame you for that. Um, uh, and I've got him at 25, so I'm not that we're, far. Off. We're close. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you know, we 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 do this. You know, we all do this separately, but we see the same things. We see the same. You know, impetuses. we see the same, you know, we watch all the games that we can. And, you know, what's your process? Like, you know, so you're going through, you do the rankings every week. I know that you have a lot of media. What's your process for parsing all the information and going about and doing your rankings? How do you go about doing this?
2: So Sunday... I, I basically just sit in front of multiple screens for 12 hours as I'm sure yeah. you do as well. And while I'm watching a lot of the games, I'm also like in live time, just like constantly looking at box scores and snap counts and, and all of that, because anyone who follows me on Twitter can probably guess that I'm doing that. Cause I'm tweeting out a bunch of stats and stuff because it just, for me, it helps me process what I'm watching and the information a little bit better because I could look at it at the end of the game, but then I'm just kind of seeing the final numbers. And I feel like if I keep track of that stuff during, I could kind of get the, you know, the full story a little bit better. And then I just like Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, look up a lot of different stats, like leaders, uh, usage, all of that. Uh, Try to rewatch games. Uh, Admittedly, it's a lot easier to rewatch games early in the year. Uh, late in the year, you—you, you, I'm sure you know this, the fatigue starts to set in and stuff. I, I still watch as many replays as I can, but probably not as many as I was early in the season. Um, and then I do my rankings like Monday afternoon. And this is what I tell people all week long. And they, they still don't seem to always get it. Like I'll always get like Tuesday morning, like, why do you have this person ranked here? And I'm like, "Whoa, we have two full days. Before the first game starts and five, four full days before most games start. So throughout the week, I'm a big tinker and sure. um, it'll be with myself. Like I write a matchups uh, article at NFL for NFL each week. So as I'm writing that, I, I change a lot because that's when I really dive into the matchups a little bit more. Right. And then I mean, I'm sure you get this as well. We we work with a lot of smart people and, and we listen to smart people and, and follow them on Twitter. So a lot of the times too, I'll see something or hear something and I'll be like, I never thought of it that way. Uh, and then I change stuff up like that too, because I, yes, I, I think I'm pretty good at what I do, but I, I obviously can't see everything and look everything up. So when I hear a different viewpoint, uh, like it for me, it is something that I want to look into more and be like, I never considered it that way. And because I, I think trying to view it from every angle is the best possible way.
1: I'd agree with that. Um, I think that's good. And I, 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 I do, I emulate your experience in that I get a little game pass fatigue by the end of the season. Uh, I even watching the condensed version, you know, which you yeah. have to do, but, uh, you just not enough hours in the day otherwise. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I, Early on, like, oh yeah, I want to watch every game. Yeah, I'm like, oh,
2: by God. week fifteen, you're like, I've watched so much football
1: already. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's wild. It, it is wild here. Um, let's do one more quick note from our sponsors, uh, and then we'll uh, keep on uh, talking about our process and and some more more individual players. But uh, friends from Thrive are back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free 6-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you can claim your free RotoWire subscription. 1. Visit rotowire.com/thrive. 2. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. 3. Play in your first paid contest and receive a free 6-month RotoWire subscription.
3: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here and you're ready for it.
0: What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Uh, where we host our podcast, uh, so that you hear some ads from there. If you're not watching us live right now, um, my guest is all, uh, right now is Michael Florio. You can catch him on Fantasy Live on the NFL Network Thursdays and Fridays. Their podcast on Mondays and Wednesdays uh, on Rotoballer, Baller, XM Saturdays with Scott Engel, our good friend Scott, uh, FSWA Hall of Famer, one of the OGs. Uh, he's a great guy, and uh, on Thirty Two Bit. So you're doing a lot of stuff there. Uh, you got enough hours in the day? No. No, <laughs> a lot of stuff,
2: uh, unfortunately, takes a backseat during football season. And then the rest of the year, I, I get to have a little bit of a life.
1: Yeah. Do you have a family? Do you have kids?
2: No kids, uh, but I am married and I have a dog, okay. which kind of emulates a, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, it does do that. Um, I have, my girls are 17 and 14, so I'm in a little different stage okay. in life there. So, uh, yeah, so you have of your hours hands full. Day. Yeah, but it's great though. Every, every age gets better. I'll tell you that people talk about okay. like, oh teenagers. Now my teenagers are great. I, I, I love this age for them. So. I, at
2: work, everyone has like young children, and I always joke. I'm like, you guys all make it sound parenting sound like awful. Like it makes me never want to have children. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Uh, well, you know what? Those are funny. Those are fun times. They're more hands on though. They are more difficult um in terms of just you you gotta always be present you gotta always keep your eye on there but uh uh other than that no you know it but that was fun too but they do stuff now the conversations you have now are great uh so that's awesome i know you're so you're a, B- a bills fan living in la you're from new york originally right
2: yeah from new york city uh i've actually never even been to buffalo
1: okay okay
2: a lot of people always assume i'm from buffalo but i'm just a bills fan because my dad loved jim kelly so growing up that was what was always on tv
1: Okay, that makes sense. So that was a fun time to be a Bills fan, except for the end, the very end. But I'm a Bengals I, fan. Well, so I know what I know what you're going went through there a little bit.
2: I have no memory of the early Super Bowls. Like I was just born during that that stretch. So for How me, are you? I'm, I just turned thirty in uh, this past summer. So yeah, oh you're young. For well, thank you. Uh, I I uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I I'm not as young as I I once was though. Uh, but <laughs> um with the bills yeah like for me that what i remember is like trent edwards and jp lossman and ryan fitzpatrick so you know tyrod taylor is is always good in my book ending the drought but josh allen is by far my favorite player ever fair enough fair enough
1: uh that's cool when did you move out here uh in 2018 Okay, so you're still, in fact, I I seem to remember a little bit here because you do some baseball too. And I remember we we had an online conversation about you coming out here. So, yeah, uh, for Towers, uh, talking about Towers, I think, right? Um,
2: Yeah, which we should do some fantasy events out in LA too. Listen, I, I loved them in New York when I lived there, but now I'm here and I'm like, I can't fly to New York for every single fantasy event. Let's do some out on the West Coast.
1: Right. I know. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm working on that. We'll, we'll try to get something going on here. You know, I used to there used to be First Pitch LA, you know, like there's First Pitch Arizona, which we do. I do in November, which is awesome. There used to be a seminar in March that I'd go to, you know, like late February, early March, the guys from Baseball HQ would run it. and I'd speak at that. Uh, but they haven't had one out here in a while. So we'll have to see if we can get them to go back on that. That would be awesome if they could. Uh, favorite favorite format, Superflex, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And- cool.
2: PPR, any sort of PPR over – I mean, non-PPR, what are we doing?
1: Yeah. So there's been a big debate this week, uh, sparked by my friend uh, Jeff Manns on Twitter and on his show, talking about team defense versus IDPs. Do you you play any IDP leagues? What's your take on that?
2: I play – I'm only in one IDP now, and my take is IDP leagues suck because (laughs) – (laughs) (laughs) here's here's my thing right like i this idp league that i'm in is a series xm dynasty league i took it over i'm looking at my roster and i was like all right at linebacker this was a few years ago like 2017 maybe i was like i have von miller and uh what who's the i'm drawing a uh, khalil Mack. so i'm like all right at that time they were the two best at their right. position. I'm like, I'm set there. And then I'm getting trade offers like you need help at linebacker. And again, this is my first IDP thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have the two best. And they were like, yeah, but they don't score any points. And that is why I hate IDP. Because in real uh, in regular fantasy, the best players, right? Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Mike Evans, all these guys. They score a lot of fantasy points because they are good at what they do. In IDP, the best defensive players, because offenses avoid them, they don't score a lot of points. Like I remember like two or three years ago when, when like the running joke in football was like, whoever Malcolm Butler is guarding, that's who you throw the ball to. He was the top scoring IDP player. And I was like, this is stupid. I know it's like, it's more like real football building a real defense, but I think if the best players aren't doing well, because they're not getting an opportunity, is it really like building an actual defense? Because you're then you're just building a really bad defense in real life.
1: Yeah. I hear that. They're all, I mean like Rivas Island, you know, you just, he never got yeah. targets against him. I mean, yeah, I get that there a little bit. Um, Dion used to be that way. Actually, if you want to go in the Wayback machine, see, I'm old enough to have seen Dion play, uh, but, uh, there, you know, so that that's that, that our difference. I turned 50 this year. Uh, well, so, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So much, but, <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I I like a little bit of IDP. Like our, we have a roto wire league. It's a steak dinner league. We go out to this restaurant in LA called Taylor's, a good steakhouse, and every year we have a side bet based on total points. And in that league, we we start one D lineman, one linebacker, one DB, and you know okay. you get a point per tackle plus you know sacks, interceptions. Uh, so it's actually pretty cool. You know it you know you know it doesn't require deep knowledge. I've played in some deeper IDP leagues, and that that requires a lot of time, and I, I don't have that as much, but, uh, it, it's all, it's, it's all cool though. Still. Um, I want to take a couple of questions before we sign off here. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, let's, first of all, shout out to you from Jeff says that NFL fantasy is a great, uh, fancy live oh, show. You. Uh, you got your, your fan base is streaming in here. I like seeing that. That's, that's one of the great things I have about my job is I get to bring people from various walks of life, various networks, platforms and all that. So it's really cool. I'm glad, uh, I like being able to do that uh Julia asks uh oops wrong wrong one um she, she goes okay at wants to ask what game script do you see between buffalo and carolina this week will buffalo go off in the first half uh what's your take on this game
2: i think the bills win uh i think that they they're in a position now though where like they they can't take games lightly like uh so i expect them to come out I, and i think if josh allen is limited by this foot I don't think it leads to more running backs. I, I I think it leads to just more throwing because they know where their bread is buttered and maybe he won't be scrambling for a hundred yards like he did this past week. But I wouldn't, if he plays, I'm starting him in fantasy and I'm, I'm completely done and wash my hands of all bills running backs. I yeah. I know Singletary last week had seven targets and played more snaps than ever, but he had four carries. Like I, I
1: can't trust the bills running back anymore. Well, they didn't have any carries. Any back had any carries in the first half at all. I mean, we don't even know if Moss is going to be active even. I mean, it, although I think it was one of those they said, we're never going to run between the cha- – we're going to be running between the tackles. So that's why it's not a Moss type of game. I get that. Whereas the Pats game, you know, it kind of had to be a little bit more.
2: Uh, them running it on first and goal two times in a row still, oh, still annoys me.
1: Hurt your soul a little bit there. <laughs> hey, well, yep. trust me, I'm a Bengals fan and we get – so many times Uh, and Barocious always says to me how do you do it every week?" And it's it's true it's It's looking up for you guys though like your offense is fun yeah they are fun uh we're we're one of the many teams that's kind of good but not really there yet so they have our have games like the Steelers game which was in in the Ravens game earlier this year which were just a joy to watch like so thorough in the and how much how well they played and how much they beat them divisional rivals no less Especially the the road win against the Ravens. Oh, pump that one into my veins. That that was, I, I need that because they do other stuff like lose to the Jets. You know, it's like, ugh, that's why that's you just can't put it together every single week. Yet that's the frustrating thing. Yeah, that that Jets one. Yeah, mind-boggling. Smokey the cat. Should we pick up Antonio Brown? His playoffs start in Week 16. What do you think?
2: Eh, uh, I guess we're at the point where buys aren't really a thing. So if you have like a fringy player that you don't really plan on starting sure take the upside shot on ab but he is still very much so up in the air like we don't know what his future entails right now
1: yeah yeah i I don't know either i mean they they're that quote that was going around that said arians told him if you screw up again you're gone well he's not gone yet but then again he's still not reinstated yet they can't you you can't cut him because he's already he's still suspended so we'll see maybe maybe that's tom
2: brady is the best PR manager in the world. So maybe he could work his magic again.
1: Yeah. Maybe you could say, uh, kosher. Kush uh, asks, uh, are you playing Rashad Penny? I mean, huge week last week. Pete Carroll said nice things. Thinks he might be uh, starting this week. What's your take on Penny?
2: I, I, I think you start him. Like for me, I have him as a borderline RB two. I think I have him about RB 24, 25. Um, so borderline RB2 and, and a good flex option. I, I don't see any way they get away from him after what he did last week. And he's explosive, so one long run could be a nice day. And the thing about Penny is yeah, I know he gets the Rams this week. It's a little tough. His matchups after the Bears and Lions, I believe yes. it is. Like you fire home, him up. No the nose. Less too. Yep. Yeah.
1: Those are that's pretty solid. And you can run some against the Rams. You don't want to throw against them, but you can still run against the Rams. Oh, it's not like an ultimate death sentence. So I I, I you I'd roll with Penny in, in certain circumstances, and many circumstances, in fact. Uh, it's so funny, though. I, I rostered him for years. I don't have him anywhere now. So it's it's happening on somebody else's watch, not mine.
2: We were on the podcast earlier today. We were talking about Rashad Penny or Saquon Barkley this week. And I was like, man, that is how far it's fallen for Saquon. Like, yeah. uh, it's
1: frustrating. It is. It is. Uh, Julie asks uh, Penny or Michelle that, uh, you know, assuming that's assuming Henderson doesn't play, obviously if, if Henderson, if Henderson is uh, playing, then obviously I'm going penny here uh, because Michelle goes back to a backup or at best a timeshare. But uh, if it's, if it's Michelle and Henderson's not playing, I'm going Michelle
2: complete. I'm with you. Uh, I think Henderson makes this decision for you.
1: Yep. I think so too. All right. Thanks for everybody for sending in questions. It's nice to have that uh, listener interaction as we're going on. Uh, I want to thank you, Michael, for jumping on with us. I know you're a busy man, so uh, thanks for taking an hour of your time getting letting people get to know
4: you.
2: No, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun, and uh, I know we said it when we were talking about me coming on the show. I hope, I hope we meet again, but I hope it's in the Flex
1: Championship. That's right. i uh, looking forward to it there. Enjoy the bye week because it's you really too. nice to get those if you can. Good luck, everybody, in your uh, setting your lineups, getting your pickups in. If you have late pickups this week. Got uh, John and Mario at you tomorrow. Uh, And of course, this podcast, as always, is sponsored by WinBet, our exclusive gaming sponsor. We've had them all fall along. We thank them for their sponsorship. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.